on Steve Stumpy Thomas, former National Hockey Leaguer. Many remember him as a Toronto Maple Leaf, of course. A couple of those good playoff runs. Yep. Many Leafs are hoping for this time around. He's also a guy that's uh, been involved with the Tampa Bay Lightning from, what, 2010 to 2016? Correct. You got that right. Yeah. And someone that may know a little bit of maybe what John Cooper's thinking and uh, and maybe anticipating in game two. First of all, uh, let's bring him in, Steve Stumpy Thomas. How are you, pal? I'm doing great, Kipper. How are you doing, guys? I'm good. Real you good. know, I'm I'm watching uh, and, and listening to the uh, the sounds coming out of the Scotiabank Arena last night, and there just seemed to be a little bit more jam coming out, and it's almost reminiscent of of your playoff runs with the Toronto Maple Leafs and just your overall thoughts of the energy last night and knowing that you've experienced that type of energy before. Yeah. You know, just watching it on TV, it, it seemed like uh, it was pretty electric in the building. And I do, Kipper, I do actually remember back in the two early two thousands, we had a pretty good team in Toronto and uh, you know, playing in the playoffs in that battle of Ontario against Ottawa. And it was, it was like the roof was going to pop off the building, and, and, and I'm sure being there live in the, uh, uh, at the building last night, it would have felt the same way. And, and, and it's, it's, it's like an extra guy on the ice for you, having your fans react to certain things out there on the ice for you, and uh, uh, it's, it's such a positive for the players. It, you know, obviously a good thing in the big picture. At the start of the game, the Leafs looked a little, I don't know, I want to say too amped up. They didn't want to handle the hockey puck or didn't quite look like themselves. Is it tough to control the emotion that comes with that? Well, it is for sure. Yeah. Um, you're you're pretty wound up. You're fired up, ready to start the series. Game one is, uh, it's a pivotal game. You want to get off to a good start. Um, you know, they've got a number of guys there that um, have gone through some uh, pretty devastating loss in the last couple of years and uh, they don't want that to happen again. And, uh, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather have my group of uh, players play with their foot on the gas rather than, you know, laying back. And they certainly had their foot on the long skinny pedal last night for sure. You know, we, we can go as far back as we want and we've all been in uh, the leaf alumni room and we've all thought and fantasized about playoff runs in this city. Uh, but, when you look at uh, what it could do for maybe a, a Matthews and a Marner, um, they're really no different from us. I mean, they've, they've got to be sitting there going, what would this city be like if we had some real success, even a championship? Well, without a doubt. I, I don't know if there's, you know, in the hockey world, I'm not sure if there'd be a place that would, uh, would react, uh, a city that would react like, uh, like Toronto would. I, I think we saw it a little, like I think we saw it, when uh, when the Raptors won, I mean, I went downtown with my wife, and and I could literally hardly walk on the streets. There was million, like there had to be a million people down there, and I don't know how it's, how it could get even bigger than that. But um, but I'm sure that you know that with this long wait that we've all us Leaf fans have had over the last oh since '67, um, it's been it's been too long, and uh, this is a great opportunity for a great team to uh, you know grab the bull by the horns and see if we can get this done. I mean, it would, uh, uh, it would be something, there would be something that, um, you know, the new generation of Toronto Maple Leaf fans would, uh, would, would certainly love. Uh, I think we've had too much, 
uh, adversity and, and too much uh, heart, you know, uh, heartfelt losses over the last, you know, couple of decades three or four decades that uh, we don't need any more of this. And that's not to put the pressure on the, on the, on the team. Uh, I just think they, they have the talent level. They have, you know, they have a lot, a lot going for them. They, they really do. And if they, if they stick to a game plan and, and, uh, and, and not get too jacked up, not get too low. I think there there could be some uh, light at the end of the tunnel for us this year. Well, I mean, obviously everyone in Toronto rooting for that. Did you see anything in game one that made you believe that, okay, this is like a real advantage they have over Tampa Bay? I, I just think that around the hockey world, most people still say, well, Tampa, Tampa's been through this and Tampa's going to find and Tampa will be back. Is, is there more um, that, that you can take away from game one that makes you believe that maybe the Leafs do have some discernible advantage? You know, there, there was something that happened in the game last night that, um, you know, it was, it, it, it didn't happen because the Leafs wanted it to happen. Um, it just it took place. And that was when uh, Clifford took the uh, five-minute major. Uh, and, the, and the Leafs were able to kill that penalty off. I wasn't in the building, but I could tell on the television that, that it was like hopping in there. And our fans were, 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 were over the top by that kill. And I think that that gave our it gave the Leafs a little bit of momentum going into uh, you know after that after that penalty was was assessed. But uh, I think that was one point that that um, you know as a player you can look down the bench and go, okay, our killers are doing the job. Uh, we got to get some offense going, and and then you know Marner and Matthews and uh, the boys uh, Tavares. They just uh, it was it was time for them to shine, and you know almost like you're thanking the penalty killers for doing that for them. And then, uh, and then it was, they knew it was time for them to take over. So, you know, just a little thing. It was actually not a little thing. It was a big thing because, you know, you take a five minute penalty in the first period like that, uh, knowing that the Tampa Bay lightning have an amazing power play. Um, that was thing that um, they came through on a real positive. We're talking to Steve Thomas, former national hockey leaguer, former Toronto Maple Leaf and former associate coach in Tampa Bay with John Cooper. So, you know, probably Coop better than most. Uh, what's he thinking going in game seven, the adjustments he has to make and maybe getting uh, a little bit more juice out of his uh, veteran players. Well, you know what? I've never, I've never been a guy. I've been around a coach and I've been with some of the greatest coaches that have ever coached the like Al Arbor and Jacques Lemaire and um, you know, guys like that. And, and uh, you know, I've never known a coach that is able to, throughout the course of a game, able to adjust what he was doing. Um, you know, he could, they could be doing, they could start off a game, you know, using a certain forward check and then change it midway through the game if it wasn't working. Or the same can be said for a neutral zone or D zone coverage, that sort of thing. He is able to adjust during the course of the game. Now, last night was, last night was a, you know, it was a tough game. From, um, you know, losing 5 nothing game one. And the other team's building, um, but this is a team that uh, that has won two straight Stanley Cups. We certainly can't sit there and say, you know, Tampa Bay Lightning are going to go down four straight. We can't do that. He he has been that team has been there two years in a row, and they've they built that team for the playoffs. And uh, um, it, when you're sitting on the bench and you know that uh, you've got a guy like that, like John Cooper at the helm you know that he's going to do everything necessary for his team to get an advantage. 
last night was an, an aberration for them. It was it was something that uh, they didn't expect. Um, I know that John in his press conference mentioned that uh, you know he he didn't think that uh, you know his team played very well. Um, and uh, this is a long series, as you know, game set, seven game series is uh, there's a lot of peaks and valleys throughout the course of the series. Uh, this was a little bit of a valley for them, but. Uh, you know, I wouldn't count them out, and uh, it'll still be a tough series going forward. You were there, um, I believe, overlapping with some Kucherov years, if I'm not mistaken. Is, is that the yeah. case? Yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about him? Like, you know, I see when things go wrong for him, you know, he seems frustrated, and he is, I don't know call it pouting, but can he be a dissident and a force for negativity with that team, or is he generally a positive guy? No, you know what? He's a positive guy, but he expects the best every night. Um, uh, he's a true professional when it comes to playing the game uh, at the professional level. And uh, you know, th- there's a guy that um, you know I- I'd have to wait on the I'd have to wait on the ice be- after practice to get- go off because he wouldn't come off the ice. He was a guy working on a shot. He was working on stick handling around cones, and he's the last guy on the ice. And you know, um, th- that's a guy that you know, has put the work in uh, and he expects, you know, to get to benefit from that work that he's put in. Obviously it's human nature to get down on yourself a little bit if things aren't going right, but he's the type of guy that's, uh, that I would watch out for because um, that's just like a burn his saddle uh, knowing that he just played a game like that. Do you buy into any thought that like they're just weared down or they're tired or there's they're, they're, they're reaching for something that isn't there the the on and off switch we've seen in the last six weeks is there. They 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 look like they're they're done. They looked great, and now you come out of game one looking like you did five weeks ago. If they yeah. lose this series, is it legit in your mind that uh, they just they reach for something that wasn't there? Uh, it's hard to say, Kip. Um, you know, you know, winning the Stanley Cup two years in a row having shortened summers, not having really the rest that a lot of teams have had throughout the course of the year. Um, uh, it's hard to say, but there's there's a number of different players on that team that bring, you know, a, a different brand uh, than they had last year. Um, and I think throughout the course of the year, those players have learned from the guys that have won the Cup what it takes to win hockey games. And I think that it, I think a team like Tampa, I think they build from day one of training camp to get to the position they're in right now. So, um, you know, I'm a Leafs fan. Believe me, I'm a Leafs fan through and through. I want to see the Leafs win, but I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't doubt that the, the Tampa Bay lightning with the veteran leadership they have there and being there before, uh, won't give these guys, give Toronto a, a much better run for their money in game two. So the Toronto Maple Leafs can't keep, can't let their guard down. They're, they've got a. They're playing with a lot of emotion. They're playing with a ton of passion. Their fans are helping them out, but at the same time, they've got to bring the same effort they did in Game One to Game Two because you know that the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to bring much better effort than they did in Game One. Are so any, that's a given for sure. For sure, yeah. And I wonder, are, are any of those guys particularly that you'd be familiar with particularly vocal in the room? Like, does anyone have to ha- stand up in Tampa Bay? Does Victor Hedman have to say, "Come on, boys," or Stamkos or Kucherov, or is this a group that once you've been through it, you just kind of know and let you trust that everyone uh, knows their own job? Yeah, I certainly think it's a trust thing because I know that Stammer 
he'll step up. He's not a raw, raw guy. Uh, Palat's a quiet guy. Um, Braden Point's pretty quiet. I think you, you, you hear some things probably along the way from a Perry, uh, a guy like maybe Maroon, um, fourth-line guys that do a pretty good job out there. Um, McDonough, um, some of the veteran guys, a little bit more vocal players. But I think, uh, you know, the younger guys, the guys that haven't been there before, take cues from the, from the guys that have been there in the last couple of years and had success and, 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 and understand this is how we have to play, not the way we played last night. And, and uh, if, if, if we're going to continue to play the way we played last night, then this whole season is going to be, you know, for nothing. Vasilevsky, another guy, uh, we've seen him a lot better, uh, but they're it, just no concern at all. Uh, I mentioned earlier, uh, nobody, I don't think anybody agreed with me, but I, I would have thought that after 4 nothing, you, you, you pull him and you get him ready for game two, but Cooper, Cooper's got his workhorse in there. He, there doesn't seem to be any concern for him. Uh, I wouldn't have any concern either. And, and you know, being down 4 nothing, um, I don't know if there's another team in the league that could um, could wipe that deficit out in one game or in a period. Uh, they, they did it a lot this season. Um, and knowing that um, you have Vasilevsky in the net um, just gives them that little bit more confidence to know that, you know, if we take a few chances, we'll, we'll, we'll know that Vasi will have our backs. And uh, unfortunately, last night for them, uh, Vasi wasn't at the at his best, but he's one of the most competitive guys on that team. You can see it in his eyes every time the camera pans on him, and uh, that guy just wants to win. And um, uh, a true professional again. Uh, and they have a lot of guys like that. They have a lot of guys who take a lot of pride in in what they're doing right now and want success. So, um, so this series is far from over. I can tell you that. No question about that. All right, Steve, really appreciate your time, man. Thanks for joining us. Hey, pleasure, guys. All the best. Thanks so much. Steve Thomas. Yeah. Vasilevsky's the least of Cooper's worries. I agree. Hey, can I ask you a crucial question? When these guys we have on the show here, Brad May, you know, Steve Thomas comes on the air. I'm going to thank them and say goodbye. I don't feel comfortable using their nicknames because I don't know them. Oh. I can't call him Stumpy. He don't know. I don't know him. Yeah. A fan can. I don't. Yeah, it's not I right. Really thought of you that. know, like May, Mayday. I, I won't call not him, call him uh, Mr. Yeah. May. I'm struggling <laughs> so here. I'm you, dying. So you, would you be more comfortable if I called him Steve and? No, 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 Brad? no, no. <laughs> these, these are these are your your guys here. I'm telling you, it's just you know sometimes I'm like, how am I oh, address drop this a guy? Stumpy in. Uh, you got. <laughs> you, uh, you're, I'm giving you. I'm giving you the credit card. <laughs> okay. As long as I get, I give you the stamp. Then yeah. th- those guys are okay with that. No, I'm glad we had that talk. Yes. All right. On to the right, did I did I get Sammy's approval to call you JB? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Did I get any uh, approval to call him Superfan Sammy? No, just run. Maybe with my it. neighbor. Just run with it. I'm just watching uh, Stumpy overtime goal game five, two thousand against the Sens. I think it was my neighbor Gibby that gave me the permission to call him Super Sammy. Gibby, <laughs> neighbor Gibby? Huh? Yeah. Is he your neighbor? I had a neighbor Gibby, oh. <laughs> and we had a Super Sammy on our street. Oh, wow. <laughs> Um, one thing that, uh, broke while we were, uh, doing that interview, Clifford news came out one game suspension as we anticipated. Yeah. I am curious to know if they would have played him in game two. 
if he had not been suspended. Did, do you want to hear what Keith said about him before yes. we move on from that? So yeah, here's sure. what Keith said, because anyway, just listen to Keith. I mean, listen, Cliff is a guy, like, I want Cliff in because of his physicality and what he brings, and, and that's that's part of it. He made a poor decision in that, in that instance. But our fourth, when I go back and I look at the last 20 games and I pull out the games where our fourth line was the, has been the best, I'm talking about playing the game and defending and, and skating and forechecking. And our fourth line's been best when Kyle Clifford's in the lineup. It's just, that's the simple thing for me. So the physicality's part of it, but he's, he's, the way he's played and the way he's defended, he's made our, our fourth line better. It's the best it's been since he's come back up here and, and we've played him. Um, we haven't played him every day. He's come in and out of the lineup, but when he's been in, he's brought a lot to us. Physicality's part of it and stepped over the line today, paid for it, but, um, the reason I made the decision is partially with the physicality, but more so because of the other elements that he brings in terms of how he skates and how he defends. To answer your question yeah. and just to listen to Sheldon kind of reiterate my answer to you, no question that he would have been in the lineup for game two. Really? And you would have just left the lineup as is. Yeah. That and 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 just think also that if Clifford didn't get knocked out of the game, how much would that end of the game possibly look differently if he was on the ice? Yep. And maybe it doesn't get to Morgan Riley and Maroon, mm-hmm. and we'll never know because he got thrown out of the game, but. How do you how do you really truly change yeah, a feel fair. of of success? No, if in right. fact he he could have stayed there and and provided that energy that Sheldon clearly just stated to Loved me. It. Sheldon's to, to, all to over me. Cliffy. There, that's some validation and, for and his Spetsa lineup decision. Will that's what I heard. See action, right? Yes, he'll see action. The question is now: is is it as early as game two? And oh yeah, quite possibly, yeah. Where else do you go? No Clifford now, and we expect Bunting in for Game Two, do we not? We do, which makes for some interesting lineup decisions. Like if Bunting's in, you're moving Kerfoot from that spot. So here's the way I think it looks in Game Two: Bunting, Matthews, Marner. We agree there. McKay of Tavares, Kasha was their line last game. Worked out. So now you're looking at Engvall, Kerfoot, Nylander instead of Engvall, Camp, Nylander. So Kampf is down on the fourth line. And then you've got to choose between Simmons, Spezza, Spezza, Blackwell for the other spots there. So you're probably looking at Spezza, Kampf, Simmons, and Blackwell out. Simmons is really good, right? And he's the the one guy who provides that sort of reinforcement. Yeah, I, I like Blackwell. You do? Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a sense of energy out of that kid. Blackwell, Kampf, Simmons, and Spezza still can't get in? That's tough, man. That's tough. You got to get Spezza in there. Guy's been on PP2. He's been in the lineup all yeah. year. Like, I like Blackwell too, but I'd I have to sleep on Spezza or Blackwell. That's in- Yeah, I, I agree. I actually think if, you, if they had no name bars and you were just picking a body to put in there, it'd be a lot easier to go with Blackwell. But I, I think you got to put Spezza in there at this point. I just think Blackwell's. Yeah, I, I just I like him in that 
that that fourth line role he and chases able it, right? to kind of move up if I need. We saw him on some PK, did we not? The one thing I'll say is we're sitting here talking about the Leafs lineup and what made them so effective in, in game one. And the universal thing between the three of us is skating. They they skated circles around Tampa yes. in game one. Blackwell skates. Yeah. That's not a Spezza strength. You know, do you slow it down a little bit in the and fourth you line? You don't lose differently. any energy off of him. No. Spezza obviously can put one away that Blackwell can't. You know, he can handle the flank on, on power play two. I don't know. But again, it's Jason Spezza. He's been a huge part of this thing, so... Tough, tough spot. All right. Uh, Want to move around the league a little bit? Let's do it. Get some thoughts oh, on... Oh, yeah, there are other games. There are some other games. Uh, before we go to Edmonton and L.A., which was fantastic last night. Great, really good, yeah. Uh, any thoughts on... Shouts to Hunter Ryan. Carolina picking up where they left the Boston Bruins during the regular season, and that's outscoring them a gazillion to one. I think the the total score now over all Carolina... 24-2. What is it? 24-2. 24 to 2. So they have just, you know, to use the common Sammy expression, beat the brakes off Boston yes. all year all year long. Although last night was a pretty close game. You know, it they was didn't two play or that three badly, one with, did no, they? it was 3-1 with 10 minutes left. You know, then Trocheck Banks went in from behind the goal line, they get an empty. Um, but no, it, it was a close hockey game. Anti Ranta looked really good. But yeah, Carolina gonna gonna make like life difficult for the Bruins. Can't beat them. Seven times in a row, can you? Didn't see one second of that hockey game. It was crossing the I, Leafs. I watched it was the replays tough. and yeah. uh, and, and St. Louis, St. Louis in Minnesota. I didn't see that one either, but I was enough to see Spurgeon get a fine for five thousand dollars cross-checking somebody behind the legs. So what was Every, it like? Everyone is more mad at this than you and I. A cross-check to the <laughs> Achilles. That's how it's written by Sam. Of yeah. Pavel Buchnevsky. Uh, <laughs> Buchnevich. I got Buchnevich. it by the way. Pavel Buchnevich. There you go. Aprizizi. No, okay, so I really thought that was bad. Really bad. He tried to hurt the guy. He tr- that, it looked ugly, but it wasn't. Clifford was a, was, a, was a wires cross, pumped up crowd moment where he was trying to do a physical play and he did something dumb. This was when a guy was standing on the ground. He looked down at him premeditated and cross checked him in the Achilles trying to break his a ankle. Typical hockey look, I'll give you no. that. <laughs> I, I personally think it's a joke that Kyle Clifford got suspended and Spurgeon didn't. Oh, I think Spur- I think Spurgeon deserves a game for that. That's a rotten play. What are the play. potential risks for the two of them? One of them is you're talking, a, a, a the snap guy the Achilles. You're not snapping with a cross check? Achilles yes. on he that. Did he cross check him with a knife? He, his foot was in a vulnerable position, and he came down as hard as he possibly could on the guy's foot and Achilles. Oh, my God. You'll never take George Peros' job ever. <laughs> ever. You're right. Who would want it? You know, Who would want it? broken a guy's neck or something. I, I don't know. I just I, I, I didn't love the Clifford play. Clifford wasn't good either. Clifford no. deserved a game suspension, but the so did Spurgeon. Spurgeon one was like, ah, it's stupid. He shouldn't have done that. Here's a fine. I don't know. Ah, give All me right. a game. Yeah. That's the captain, though. So no how prior. about that game, yeah. though? How about that game? David Perron catches three pucks on the backside on the power play yes. and shoots him by. I thought I was watching the same replay. Truly, I watched the, you know, I watched it all, and then I went back and That's saw the third like, one. I was like, didn't uh, I already see this? It's like a good basketball player under the, under the hoop. Getting eh? the bo- offensive boards. <laughs> offensive boards. It's also like, a, you know, some days when you're playing golf and you snap it he, in the woods and it kicks back out. He, he got is. every bounce he could. Perron's sneaky good. He's so good. I He's a good playoff and he's, player. And you know what he, too? He's got that Kucherov grease to him mm-hmm. like that. He's, he's... Hate the tinted buys, though. 
Right, too cool for school. I don't know. I've just never liked the tinted visor. I got to tell you, I threw one on in summer shinny. Well, in summer shinny, the boys did not respond well. It's too cool, eh? You know, I thought it was a cool looking visor, like a a motorcycle guy. You know what? I I just thought it looked cool, and boy, not not popular with the fellas. Do you remember NHL skate too? Like I'm like a junior kid putting on a tinted visor. That was not cool. Remember the 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 mirror visor that Ovi rocked in the World Juniors? That was a that was a popular look in mirror leagues uh, for a while. Sergey Fedorov in my day pulling out the the white Nike skates. But he was Sergey oh, goddamn buddy. Fedorov. Yes, he was. <laughs> yes, he was. Buddy, and that's I, the one thing he had going for him. Yeah. I used to walk to Other the, than that, those he things were cut. He wasn't a junior hockey kid. Those, yeah, yeah. those laces are cut. Right. I used to walk to the Source for Sports in Owensown, and they had a pair of the white Nike skates, the Fedorov ones, and I would just go in there and just look at them. <laughs> <laughs> I would just be like, these are Garbin gear. What Shout out. Like, I'd be like, these are the coolest goddamn skates on planet earth why don't you just go down to uh grand and toy and get yourself a, a bucket of uh liquid paint <laughs> yes <laughs> good point <laughs> paint up my old tax yeah. yeah that would have been great liquid paper paint is that what they called it yeah whatever it was called the same yeah liquid paper. Uh, <laughs> that would have been a hilarious look um all right edmonton and the oil. Hold on. Some somebody in the chat just said that he has a tinted visor because he has eight concussions. You idiot. Is that true? Well, yeah. That, I don't know. Well, yeah. Is, it, was that, is that with yeah, Perron? Yeah. Oh, well, the my light. apologies to him. Well, there do you remember go. Matt Calvert? You're well, you so were in a, insensitive, I Sammy. Know, I know, but I should clean that up. That's a bad that one. Idea. That's a bad one. Matt Calvert was wearing the was it the blue or the pink visor for a while because the the lights were so bright and he had concussions. Which to me, if you can't handle the lights in the arena, you shouldn't be on the ice where you can get hit. Just a thought. And um, the Eric Weinrich wore a like a pea yellow one for oh, a little while. Guys are so insensitive. Yeah, the people are fired up. I, I, you know, I feel bad. I had concussions. Anyways. We didn't know. We didn't know. Anyways. Okay, are we off now? Yeah, we're, we, we're good. Just we, want to make have sure. Have we covered ourselves <laughs> on social media? Yeah. <laughs> All right, good. Let's move on. Yeah. Edmonton seemed to me last night just a little behind L.A. It was almost like they were chasing Mm-hmm. The whole game, and yet looked like maybe even if it got to overtime, they'd find a way to take game one. L.A. Edmonton. Oh, okay, yeah. I thought you thought they catch up. I thought that yeah they could they could get there. The game's tied. They've been looking to me like they're chasing, but now there's a window where they could just win this thing. And then Mike Smith. Wish we could swear, swear on the show because what the was that? Pizza. <laughs> I mean, a large stuffed crust. Does this guy lovers. think he's Lindstrom in 98? Like, what are you doing? Meat lovers, extra sausage up <laughs> the middle. And it's not for lack of options. His D peeled off to the corners just as you tell your D. If the goalie has a puck behind the net, peel off. Don't go to him. Wide open on the flanks. There's a screenshot of him standing there behind the net with two D men standing there looking at him on the flanks. And he goes, no, I'm going to just gut this one. We're going to go get the game winner the other way while I'm standing in my own trapezoid. That that the no line's good. Now, oh, man, yeah. Back in my day, guy that used to handle the puck pretty good, guy by the name of Marty Brodeur. We would spend a lot of time looking at where we needed to put the puck. On dump-ins. Yes. Yeah. Tell Mike Smith, ideally. Where he could be vulnerable, where he's most comfortable, forehand, backhand, all of that. 
No question in my mind, L.A. did the same thing. Think so? With Mike Smith. 100%. Yeah. If this guy's got a history of throwing pizzas. Oh, he's got a history. Then just grab your video and start looking. And it it gets to the point where you are dictating your forecheck. Yeah. And if you take away the walls and you bait him or tempt him, there's no doubt in my mind that was part of their playbook. Stick to the outside until he looks ready to shoot it. 100%. Yeah, no, that was, uh, that was ugly. He was pretty good that game leading up to that point. And like, that's why he'll start game two. Yeah, he was pretty good. But he's also been like the best goalie in the league since April 1st. He's been on, on fuego. I, I just I like that Kings team, boys. They're, they got some guys on their team. Like they, they will be not necessarily a force for soon, but they're going to be a team that's floating around the it's playoff picture for a while. Kopitar yeah. and Deneau down the gut. That's yeah. a pretty good one, too, defensively. And how many sat there and said, how much for Philip Deneau? A lot of people. I still think the price they paid was wild. And then he ends up scoring 26 times this year. And totally alleviating the pressure of sending out number 11 every time yeah. you needed well, a well, face-off you, you win him up in to, his own zone. Right. You free him up to play offense, right? You're like, all right, Dano can handle some of this responsibility. And now time for uh, Leafs fans to plug is, their ears. You know who else is good? Trevor Moore. Yeah. That whole line. And I follow. They're really good together. Yeah. I like that line. And they are fast. You know who else is snapping it around out there? My son, Sean Dersey. <laughs> Sean Dersey. He looks so he good. 30 minutes a game. But He's you would really never good. move him for the lily pad. Well, you know what, though? This is the thing. It's it's gotten interesting. Because Lilligren, I mean, 20-some minutes last night for the Leafers. I know. I know. And, and limited mistakes. I would say none. Real right? good. Actually, he scored a goal that didn't count. There was a couple moments where in early in the game, I thought he had a couple shaky bobbles where he looked like he may be a little bit nervous, Lily Grin, but then he figured it out right away. He was one of the better guys on the ice for them. I thought he was excellent. So, yeah. yeah. But I love. What are we, uh, was that in, by the way, his, his shot? No. wasn't in. I don't know. I saw Kipper White. thought it was in. It wasn't I in. I saw White. But, it, but here's it what I'm supposed to say. Parallax. What is, that, what is that term used? Is it parallax? I don't. It was off the... It was floating Parallel, in the air. Parallelogram? Five nothing. Maybe you could argue if it was like 3-2 goal or something. I may be yelling more about it, but... Yeah, you would be for sure. Okay, so uh, what do we got tonight? Pitt and Rangers, Washington, Florida, Nashville, Colorado, Dallas, and Calgary. Where do you want to start? You want to start about uh, with Ovi and... Uh, OV scheduled to play game one, correct? OV's in. Everyone on earth is in. Like Ekblad is Ekblad's in. Ekblad's in. OV's in. Bunting's back. Oh, you know who's not in? UC Soros out game one and two in that series against Colorado. So a night night. That's too bad. It is. Because he's fun to watch. He is. I I will let you in on a secret. In um, you know, our awards voting, we vote for all-star teams at the end of the season for the professional hockey writers. I gave Soros one of my goaltender votes. Unbelievable season for Nashville. They relied on him so much, and he was so good. Big loss for them. Sorry, so Washington, Florida is where you wanted to start. Do you want to do picks here on these series? I can't remember if I did or not. All right, Washington, Florida, who do you like? I took Florida in the series. Yeah. I think think they're going to dust the Capitals. Yeah, I just think the goaltending for – like if they had a decent goalie, the Cavs, maybe a bit more of a conversation, but I'm going Cats in five. Vitek Vanacek is yeah. getting the start yes. for Washington. Florida in six. Captain Florida five. five for me. Uh, so, sorry, Kipper was six. Sammy was five. All right. I'm going to write all this down. Uh, 
Dallas Calgary. Anyone want to go more than five games? Think Dallas gets a couple of wins? Not to, I shouldn't skew your, maybe you're picking Dallas. I don't know. I'm getting the brooms out on the red mile. Sweep? Sweep. Calgary, I love Calgary. I'm bullish on Calgary. Calgary in four. Calgary in four for Sammy. I got Calgary in five. Like it's Robertson versus the big, the big line in Calgary. The line that was the the best line in the NHL this year. Well, arguably the Toronto one. I asked Robertson to, you know, to go head to head there. What else do you do? If you're Robertson, you're like, could you send the guys you spend $20 million on out there? But it's going to be Pavelski, Dallas Robertson, and Hintz. just prolonging the inevitable. A couple of home gates for the Galliardis. Is that, is that the owner's name? Yeah. I don't know. Is that enough, though, to think that you can keep Ben and Sagan? and? Could you possibly not keep them? Is it possible? Because if they could let someone else handle them, I'm sure they would. All right, so five games for Calgary. We'll give Dallas a game. Okay. Uh, Colorado. Colorado. Do they have any difficulty with yeah. no sorrows? I think Nashville's going to make it tough on them, even even with the goaltending situation. But you're not, you're not enough to pick Nashville. Not in a million years. <laughs> <laughs> well, then. I'll, I'll, t- I'll take Colorado in six, Ooh. which is giving Nashville a lot of credit, I think. Because, you know, Daryl Sutter said earlier this year, here he goes, Whoever has to play Colorado in the first years is going to be a waste of eight days. That's great line. One of my favorite clips we played. Yeah. I'm going. Uh, I'm going to go Colorado in six as well, boy. A waste of eight days. Hey, <laughs> wow. nice job! And shouts to me for remembering the line. There we go. You don't suppose six. Dallas beats Calgary in eight days? Uh, no, <laughs> I do not suppose that. That would be no. That would be the ultimate no. karma. That would be. Wouldn't that be funny? Um, Calgary, uh, Dallas. No, sorry, we're making the other team. Colorado, Nashville, pick Nick. Uh, Colorado and six. Okay, there's Una- a flu unanimous. I think going through Colorado or something for you betting types. And last but not least, uh, the toughest series to pick, I would guess, Pittsburgh, New York Rangers. Every time you count. Sid out. I know. He pulls you back in. And meanwhile, Shesterkin waiting on the other side with a Vesna trophy in his future. It's Five games, goal. six games. Whoa, for who? Oh, I'll take the Rangers. Really? Yeah. Wow, I'm that's confident. Is this alumni over here? He knows oh, where to grease yeah. the wheels. Yeah, he was playing in a, a shinny skate with <laughs> yeah. and Rangers under here. I just want right to go now. back. <laughs> I want to be invited back. That's fair. Rangers I, in six for Kipper. I This is all heart pick because I want to watch Sid play as much as possible, so I'm going to go pens in seven. I also have pens in seven. You do. And I you know what, though? Sid. I got to say, I don't like my pick. It's one of the ones I've made that I'm like, ah, it doesn't seem like the I intelligent pick. I agree. I don't think it's the right pick, but all favorites hearts. are going down. Somebody's this, this there's is, two yeah. favorites going down. This, this round. is my Islanders' heart being like, I just cannot pick the Rangers. There's no way they're this good. It's some gross underlying numbers for a lot of the season. Um, betting stuff right now. What has my eye? The Toronto Maple Leafs Tampa Bay Lightning series has changed. So the 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 Lightning are now such underdogs. They're plus one seventy to win the series. So if you are a Leafs fan and you wanted to bet a little money on that, you could either have the Leafs get through and lose your money, which you would take, or if the Leafs lose, you get paid some money. That seems like a smart bet to me, the happiness hedge. So what are you recommending? I'm recommending you bet against your own team. 
Which you did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I made a substantial amount of money on the Montreal Canadiens last year. Let's yeah, just say that. Sammy and I were both heavy on that. We wanted to Toronto to get through, so we were piling money on Montreal. Game five, six, and seven. I you paid the can rent you, Can you say month. how much? You, yeah, no. No? Some units. Hundreds? Let's say some units. Hundreds of dollars. Yeah. You guys are like those gamblers that you know, only tell me when you win, not when you lose. I, listen, I couldn't go through that again without compensation. And, <laughs> and, 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 so you're covered. You can, and, yeah. you can lose. And, yeah. hey, listen, the Leafs win or you win. Yes, yes. it's emotional and insurance. Five, six, seven, if they're going in that, this again, I will be betting on the oh. other team again. This is the way it works then. You're, you're, you're emotionally covered. Yeah, Correct. You, you can't believe in jinxes. You got to make the happiness hedge and just we get have, yourself paid if your team We have 1 800 numbers if you guys <laughs> need help. <Yeah>. Okay. <sighs> All right. That's another quick two hours. It's over. And we're, we're back tomorrow. Playoff hockey, baby. To tee up game two. Our thanks to Stanley Cup champion Brad May who will remind us between now and when Lord Stanley's presented that this is what he would do to win the cup. I'd fight my mom to win another Stanley Cup. (laughs) All right, then. Stumpy Thomas, Steve Thomas, always a great get for the real Kipper and Bourne show. All right. If you enjoyed it on the YouTube channel, hit the like button for us. Subscribe. And subscribe. We're back tomorrow on Real Kipper and Bourne.